welcome to the Learn Live Love Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Kodiak. Hi guys, I'm Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say co-host, and so I was thrown off. <laughs> and this is a podcast that we produce that helps you guys love better and travel better. I mean, we mainly do relationship issues as well as travel reviews and helpful tips and stuff if you're joining us joining us for the first time. That's kind of what we're about. We do this on our spare time just for fun. So Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we're helpful. Yeah. And if not, I'm I'm sorry, shoot me an email or leave a review on our website, learn live love abroad at dot com. Yeah. So yeah. This is our part two review of Thailand. I haven't been there personally, but Alicia has. And she seems like she liked it. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so that's what we're up to today. If you guys like what we do, there's a PayPal donate button on our website on each particular podcast. It'll help us out a lot. You'll get a nice email. <laughs> Maybe something fancy. I don't know. Um, in time. In time. In time, if we grow. Yeah, no kidding. Which can only be helped if you guys... Talk about us. I mean, the best thing you guys can do is give us a review. Yeah, tell let your, your friends. friends. Yeah, let your friends know. Your friends will be gra- glad that you did. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they'll be like, that was stupid. I don't know why you let me watch that. Listen to it. <laughs> Whatever. So with that, we're going to go ahead and talk back about our tha- her Thailand trip. In the first podcast on this, we talked about the chores that are at the ENP, the Elephant Nature Park, which Alicia Alicia visited, as well as the how the jet lag was, and what else did we talk about? Uh, elephants. And all the things that you shouldn't do with elephants in Thailand. And my little rant about how horrible some things are in Thailand. Don't ride elephants. Okay. Again, part of her rant. <laughs> I feel like it's important. I think it should be, like, beaten into your head. Don't do it. So, last time we left off with the chores. We also forgot to talk about um, long-distance relationship stuff, which we will have an entirely separate podcast on, but I think that it's important to mention, since Kodiak and I were separated by thousands of miles for a month, which is not the first time that we've done that either, so... Yeah, and it's not, and I know a lot of you are like, oh, a month, haha. That's That's not long distance. Well, to be honest, the two two weeks was easy. The second two weeks was less easy. Yeah. So. It sucked. Which is pretty much all I have to say about it, is that it's going to suck if you're traveling for a long period of time, or you're in different cities, or you met while traveling, and then you travel back to your cities. It's just going to suck. And you're going to have to deal with it. And maybe you should travel before you get into a relationship. But if that's not possible, just realize that it's it's going to suck. That's yep. it. Until further, until our next podcast about it. But it is doable. It is doable. Completely doable. I mean, we did it, and it didn't hurt our relationship. And I know um, one of the other podcasts I listened to, the Zero to Travel podcast, he ended up falling in love on a trip moved back to the States, and their story was crazy because she was in Norway and he was in the States, and then 
they kept traveling back and forth. It was it was cool. So go ahead and check them out at the Zero to Travel podcast. He's a cool podcast host. Yeah, he talks a lot, but that's kind of what podcasting is about. <laughs> I don't know why I felt I feel like talks a lot since that's all we do on podcasts. Yeah. So, since that's all you wanted to say on that. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, it's it's easier when you have Wi-Fi, which I did not have at the EMP. Very much Wi-Fi anyway. It was like weak, and so it made it more difficult because we would call each other through Facebook, and which is killer, by the way. If you guys haven't tried that and totally random text thing, if you haven't tried it it because it's actually really really useful i don't get any service in my house but i get service outside of my house so i'll just call people on facebook on facebook messenger and be like hey and they're like why are you calling me on facebook because i can't call you on my regular phone yeah that's nice just a, a random side note yeah so it's hard without having like a phone or being able to see them because i don't think we ever we tried to video chat a couple times but it was like super glitchy and delayed and it was like midnight for Kodiak and like the middle of the day for me so um, it was hard but it's definitely doable however it was kind of nice that Thailand is and we touched on this in the other podcast Thailand's 13 hours ahead or behind I don't know it's, it's a 13 hour time difference <laughs> and ahead were you a day? Yeah. Anyways, it was a 13-hour time difference, which meant her 7 o'clock in the morning was my 6 o'clock at night. So with that, it kind of lines up, you know, she could call me in the morning and I would be just finishing up with my day at night. So, I mean, it, it did work a little bit better than if it was, say, 8-hour difference. Yeah. So that that's, that's definitely true. a vote in Thailand's favor. Yeah. So that that also is pretty nice. Facebooking, messaging, you know, texting and stuff definitely helps. I mean, it's just like... It doesn't compare to being next to them. But no, or being able to see them. Yeah. So, um, I think we should wrap up with the elephant nature part. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do we have left? Okay. So the last thing I wanted to talk about at the EMP is all the things you can do in your spare time. So... The EMP, basically, you have this huge gap in free time from your morning chore to your afternoon chore and then after your afternoon chore. And so there's a lot of places where you can just hang out, read a book, listen to music, take pictures of elephants. Um, you can wash the elephants is one of the, I think, activities that they have available in the afternoon. And... Um, there are other things that where you can just hang out and not really do anything if you're exhausted from cutting corn. And But there are other things you can do. So they have a dog shelter and a cat shelter, and you can walk the dogs. They need volunteers to walk dogs because there are a lot of them. And so they need people to walk dogs, and then if you fall in love with a the dog there, you can always adopt. They have a whole adoption service thing, where but think about what you're gonna th- think about what you're gonna do. Alicia called me one day and was like, "I'm gonna adopt this dog," and I was like, "Really? We don't have any place to to do that. We don't really have a place for a dog to be." 
I'm a firm believer in if you have a dog, the dog should be with you most of the time. I, I don't really believe in kennels because I don't think the dog should ever be away from you long enough to screw your, your house up. But that's mine. So just, just think about it. If it's right for you, it's right for you. If it's not, if there's going to be some loophole, you might want to think through the loophole. If you're going to travel a lot, maybe you should wait and adopt the dog when you're ready to settle down for a long period of time between travels. Or just know that you're going to have to change your travel style. I know a lot of people that do, yeah. they went from a lot of plane flight travel to slower travel. So like they were biking. One chick biked across Mongolia with her cat in a little basket. And she had a, like a little uh, child trailer thing that held some of her clothes and the cat would sit in the cha- the, the little trailer thing. Man, cool. I want to do that so bad. That sounds so cute. I'd want a dog, though. I wouldn't want a cat. But I'm a dog person, so, you know. I don't know. You can train your cat to kind of be, like, dog-like, tra- travel dog. dog things. I don't know. But just just realize there are implications on your life. I don't want to sound like too much of an old person, but there are. Think about your choices. Think about them before you make them. <laughs> or have someone like me that's like, really? What about this? Well, but that. Okay, well, then what about this? Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah. That was how that went, by the way. Yeah, it's true. But they do allow you to adopt dogs um, and cats, I think. But I don't I don't think that's very common because they don't have as many cats. And they still have like a thousand, but not, not as many as they do dogs. And if you're not looking to adopt, check out their adoption board they need people to fly dogs back all over the world to people who have adopted them and it's completely free um you don't have to do anything they pay for your dog the dog basically to be on your flight all the paperwork is done the only thing they need you to do is literally stay with the dog on the flight like the dog just has to like you have to take it through the airport onto the flight fly it back, and then drop it off at the airport where the person who adopted the dog will come and pick it up. And it's everywhere. Like, they have people who adopted dogs and then went back to Paris or Toronto or Argentina. And so they look and see if your hometown or the place that you're flying to is on that list because they... They definitely need help, and it's a lot nicer to get your adopted dog within, like, six months instead of, you know, four years later. And so that's one of the things you could do. There's um, a snack bar. In between meals, they have Oreos and a bunch of snacks for you to eat if you get hungry in between the three meals. Oreos. Why why Oreos? That, that was the only thing I bought at the snack set. Good old American comfort food. Oreos. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I was homesick, so I bought some Oreos. And, um... So just curious, how much were the Oreos? Oh, everything over there is really cheap. Yeah. I don't know. It was like a year ago. Okay. So it was super cheap, though. Yeah. That's funny. Cheaper than they are here? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> everything American over there, or like foreign is more expensive but it's still cheaper than it would be if you bought it here like snickers 
Um, but everything melts, so don't buy like a Snickers bar and expect it not to melt in Thailand, which was a mistake that I made. They also, moving back to the snack shack, they sell coconut water out of coconuts, um, which is apparently really good. I never bought one while I was there, but there were people who bought them for every single meal, and I loved them, so they must have been good. Um, but save your coconuts, because they'll give them to the elephants as little toys that they can play with. They really like them. And the last thing, well, the second to last thing, I guess, is they have massages. They're Thai massages, so you don't get naked. <laughs> Keep your clothes on. And is that just an American thing, getting yeah. naked during a massage? I don't think so. Hmm, okay. They have, like, Swedish massages. I don't know if they're actually Swedish. <laughs> or if we just, like, named them randomly. It's just, like, the... the Burrito for Mexicans yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Thai massages. There's um a group of ladies that they charge like hundred or two hundred baht or something like that, which is really cheap. I don't know what the conversion rate is anymore, but um then they can give you a clothes-on massage for like thirty minutes or an hour. I can't remember. And it's really nice after you've cut corn or done some sort of manual labor as your first chore. So 100 baht is 3 US dollars, by the way, for everyone that was wondering. Yeah, so I did not know the conversion rate anymore. <laughs> the, but $3 for a massage, like, you got to be kidding me. Like, best choice ever. You spend it, you, you could spend $3 every day and get a massage every day. And the last thing you can do is there is a lady there. Her name is Jody. She lives in the middle of a park in, like, a little hut that she has out there that has electricity, but it looks like it wouldn't. And she does tattoos, which I did not get one. But um, Liz, a girl I met from Canada. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> she got one of the tattoos and she's really good and if you want a specific elephant she'll go out and take a picture of it and then tattoo that picture onto you and so every like every tattoo is unique, unique. thank you I was going <laughs> to say individual and then I was like that's not the right word so um, if you're into tattoos it would be a really cool thing to get while you're traveling I think and um, I think if I had more time or if I was traveling alone, I probably would have gotten one. But I just wasn't in the stars at the time. So another thing that you can do is go tubing on the river. It runs right through the EMP. And the elephants like to hang out in it. And it's really nice. It's warm. Um they have a lot of tubes, and so you don't have to purchase one or anything. You just borrow it from them, and they'll take you upriver. And they have this agreement with this person who lives on the river, and you basically just, like, go through their backyard and then enter the river. And it's um, it's nice, except when it's shallow, and then your butt drags. And try not to lose your GoPro in the river. That happened. It was 
Yeah. Did, did you lose it? No. No, 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 no. It wasn't you. It wasn't me. Obviously, I brought mine back. Um, you mean you brought mine back? Yes, I brought <laughs> yours back. And but this one girl did lose her GoPro in the river, and it's it's like murky and dirty. It's not gross. It's just that's the color the water is, and she like couldn't find it, which sucks. That does suck. Yeah. There's a lot of videos out there of GoPros being found in rivers and stuff. Yeah. And, like, they're recovered years and years later, and they pull out the SD cards, and they're still good, and you can watch the footage of the GoPro rolling around until it loses its battery life. It's actually I'm pretty sure cool. it would just be, like, brown. It would be, like, light brown, dark brown, light brown, dark brown. I honestly haven't seen a cool one of those. It's literally just, like, rocks. Water. Rocks. Water. Rocks. <laughs> Like, yeah. I haven't seen a cool one yet. But it's kind of cool that you could find someone's GoPro in the river. You know what I mean? Like we did search. They searched. They went tubing before us, like, the day before us. And then we searched where she said she lost it, and we couldn't find it either. But I'm sure once the river got down to a shallow level, they found it at some point or something. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? It could be buried under, like, feet of sediment by now. Oh, yeah, for sure. If it hadn't been found. Could be gone forever. Oh, yeah. Totally alien. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Just kidding. They're going to uncover that GoPro and be like, what is this? (laughs) It was some sort of device. Yeah, so have a grip on your camera, always. Or a flotation pad. They make, like, little flotation pads. So if you guys are going to go tubing for your GoPro with a GoPro, make sure, A, you have a waterproof case. Don't try and go, don't try and go tubing with those skeleton cases. And B, make sure it has, like, some sort of flotation thing on it or, like, a really long stick or something. It'll make it a lot better, and you'll be way less likely to lose, you know, your $400 investment. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So since we're already more into this podcast than I thought we were, um, I should talk about the one week that I wasn't at the AMP. Okay. So I spent... Three weeks at the AMP, and then one week in Chiang Mai. During that one week, I did everything. (laughs) (laughs) No, not everything. But I did go to a bunch of temples. They have a lot of temples there. So let me ask you this question. My uncle, since he's traveled a lot and we've talked about him on this podcast, um, he says that after you've seen about five... You've seen them all. Yeah, you've, you've seen them all. Yeah. Is it true? Oh, yeah. So Most definitely. So when you're when you're planning your trip, don't plan your trip around 25, 50 temples? Yeah, it's once you go in one, I think it would be worth it to go in like three. Okay. So go into per, three of them. Per area, because I feel like they would be different in different countries, right? Okay. But, yeah, they're, they're exactly the same. Just a pile of rocks? <laughs> no. I mean, they're fancy, and you... You could probably, like, enjoy them from the outside, but once you're inside, they pretty much all look the same. Mm. Like, we visited a really, really, really old temple, and, like, five new ones, and a one. We, we visited one that was really cool because it was inside a cave, mm. and so um, people, like, ancient people in Thailand lived in this cave a really long time ago. And then they have, like, a little temple area that they built into it. Hmm. But 
if you keep going further further back into the temple or into the cave um it's it's pretty cool and they haven't really done much with it and they have these little lantern ladies that like carry little lanterns so you can see because otherwise it's like pitch black and i hit my head even though they were like watch out and these like little tiny crevices they want you to climb through are ridiculous <laughs> plus because because you're a woman in thailand typically when you visit like sacred places you have to cover your shoulders and your knees so i was wearing a skirt we were going through this cave and going through a cave in a skirt is just a really bad idea plus it's slippery and so you should wear pants not a skirt yeah wear pants always wear pants not a skirt <laughs> skirts are just too much of a hassle that's funny but yeah so temples are just temples they're interesting the first couple times you visit and you're you're done i've heard that a lot in, where was it? I think it was either New York or maybe it was on the coast of California. It was some coastal area. There was a fort that I was like, let's go to this fort, Jeff. Let's go to this fort. And he's like, dude, it's just going to be a pile of rocks. I mean, it's, you, it's old. It's not going to be interesting. I was like, let's, let's go. It's, you know, it's only a mile hike. He's like, okay, whatever, we'll go. We went, and literally, I'm not kidding you. I didn't, I, I laughed at him when he was like, it's just going to be a pile of rocks. It was literally a ring, no, it was more like a square, of rocks. Like, the wall had fallen, and oh I thought it was so hilarious, because he was like, it's just going to be a pile of rocks, and it was like literally just a pile of rocks, because the wall had collapsed, it wasn't even cool. That's I thought it was funny. <laughs> it was yeah. like, yeah, you could see the outlines of the buildings, kind of. <laughs> yeah. so, the tem- so the temples aren't anything to plan your trip around. One or two, maybe One or three two, or four. three. Maybe if you're really interested in religion or architecture, architecture that would be way more interesting. But for me, it was cool, and then it wasn't anymore. It wasn't cool. You were like, ah, oh, another temple. Oh, and the the police at one of the temples took pictures with us. Oh, and people are really fascinated when you have blonde hair. So at the time, I had I had like half blonde hair, half brown hair, kind of like the ombre thing. And for all the guys out there, what is that? It faded. I don't even know what that is. From brown to blonde. Okay. Because I had pink hair right before I left, Mm -hmm. and it it faded from brown to pink, and then I just let it grow out, and the pink washed out, and it was just blonde. But yeah, everybody is fascinated by you and your blonde hair. Hmm. Especially if you have blue eyes. I had people randomly taking, like, coming up to me and being like, I want to take pictures with you. Is that okay? And these people weren't from Thailand. They were, like, people from China and, like, like random tourists. I was like, I'm just a tourist just like you. It's fine. But, yeah. And then there was this one girl, and she was, like, really, really blonde. And she had really blue eyes, and she was really pale. And they bumped her up to first class. That's awesome. I was like, I'm kind of blonde. (laughs) Excuse me. Please. What about me? Yeah. That's cool. um, I also went to an orchid farm, and that was really cool. They had a lot of different orchids, and you can have lunch there, and it was really good. And then we went to the Tiger Kingdom, where they have a lot of tigers and um, 
it's debatable between what you think is right and not because they take tigers that they think are from places where people have like taken them out of the wild Mm -hmm. and then they can't go back into the wild obviously and so they keep them there and then in order to feed them they have tourists come and visit and you can go in and like pet the tigers and take pictures with them but in order to keep them to behave they smack them on the nose with a little stick Mm-hmm. And some people in the group did not like that. And so they refused to go inside. Did those people have pets? Like know. dogs or? I don't know. I, f- I find that strange. Yeah. But then again, but I also, I, I'm also under the impression that, yeah, you know, you should you should spank your child and you should discipline your dog yeah. and your child. I don't know. But I don't know that's if interesting. They, yeah, it was, it was a little weird. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. And I work with wildlife. And... I, a lot of people said that the the tigers were drugged. Uh-huh. I did. They had professional vets come in with the program that I was in, and they looked at them and they said, "No, they're not drugged." But people still refuse to believe that they weren't drugged. I swear to you, they're probably. They didn't look drugged to me. Well, a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people haven't actually been around big cats. I used actually the both of us used to work with um, three mountain lions that were taken as kittens and then the division of wildlife in Colorado confiscated them and basically are housing them because they were kittens and they don't know how to hunt so we did some work with they them don't they don't but we did some work with them and cats big cats are kind of like they lay around and they're like pretty much middle fingers up at all times like the stoneriest like yeah they sleep a lot mm-hmm. And occasionally, they get it, they get feisty and run around. Like, occasionally, rarely. Yeah, but I mean, and an old cat occasionally I th- gets feisty. I think that's what they were, they were basing it on, mm-hmm. was they were like, these cats should be more active. Well, this guy got into the water where he was not supposed to be, where they were not used to seeing people in this section, and the cats were all over him, like, pacing back and forth. They wanted to, like... Get him. Get him. That's funny. And so it was like, that was pretty obvious to me that they weren't drugged because they weren't just like, la di da. Yeah. No, these cats were like vigilant and were like, we get out of here. We're getting that guy in the water. Because we can go through water. So, So before you guys make assumptions, pay attention to what critters are actually doing. And how they should act in the wild. I mean, yeah, all of these Nat Geo action shots of tigers running through the snow and jumping up trees and stuff. Cats are lazy. They are so lazy, man. Like, even the wild ones are ridiculously laid back. Yeah. More so than wild dogs, which are always active. Usually active, not always. But, I mean, pay attention to the critters you're looking at and do some research before you're like, these cats are drugged. This is this is inhumane. Blah blah blah. They might be, but it doesn't sound like they were because cats are lazy. Yeah. So this place was called the Tiger Kingdom. I know that there was also recently um, a big. It was like a monk temple where they were keeping tigers as well, and they were saving tiger fetuses, as and selling them on the black market. So I'm not saying that all tiger kingdoms are a good thing, especially. In foreign countries where they might not have as strict of regulations, where they have to document everything as they do here in the United States, not to say that 
Jeremy, that's if we don't have some sketchy uh, things <laughs> going on in the background. Yep. But, um, so another thing I did, moving on, um, is we went hiking. There's a, a sort of, it's kind of like a national park nearby. It was like an open area. And we went up and we hiked up to this waterfall and hung out all day. Um, and we also, there's um, a, it's a certain day of the week. I think it's every day of the week. Is the monks come out of the temple and then you purchase like a meal for them. And then you give it to them in their little basket tub things that they carry around. And every single guy in Thailand has to become a monk at one point in his life. If, I suppose, if you believe in Buddhism. Interesting. But, um, yeah, so a lot of kids do it when they're really young, but a lot of people do it when they're, like, 30 and have their, like, midlife crisis and need, like, a... In America, we buy sports cars. In Thailand, we just go poor. Become monks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just playing off stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, trying to think of what else we did. There's the night markets, which are extremely interesting. I got most of my gifts there. They're really cool. They're packed. Um, and for all the Americans that buy stuff at sticker price, they expect you to haggle. Yeah, don't don't take their original price ever. Because then they, like, th- it was really funny because they can tell when you're American, and so they'll give you, like, a ridiculously large price, and then if you don't like haggle, $5. they feel really bad. And so if you're like, yeah, that sounds reasonable, they'll be like, no, 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 no. For you, they'll cut it down by, like, 100 baht or something, like, 200 baht, and they'll be like, oh, man, that was really bad. Like, they don't know how to haggle Americans, and so then they feel really bad. <laughs> it's really funny. And so, and if you're nervous to do this, go to like a pawn shop and buy something at a pawn shop because none of their prices are set either. So that's one place you can go and practice this this skill before you go and travel over there if you are nervous about doing it. It's really easy. You just you they name a price and then you say no 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 and you you aim really low, not like ridiculously low. Don't be like I will give you one bot, but um. So like a quarter of the price. So if they're like, hey, four hundred bot. And you're like, hey, I would say about 200. 100 bucks. So in half. Yeah, I would. So shoot for half. Cut the price in half, and then they'll come back if with a response. A, if it's 100 baht, I would have been like, no, 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 25 baht. It really depends on what the price is. And they'll be like, whoa, whoa. And they'll always say something like, are you trying to starve my family or something like that? And it's like it's it's like an emotional game. It's, it's just really, part of the game. Yeah, it's just part of the game. It's really fun. And... In order to keep it lighthearted, always smile. Don't be like a dick about it. But um, I would always haggle for everybody else because they were really nervous. But I've had to haggle in like Mexico and stuff, so I'm pretty used to it. And yeah, so I'm trying to think. I don't think that there was anything else. There's right. Starbucks is like there is everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere nowadays. It's like McDonald's. But yeah. Is there a McDonald's there? I didn't see one. Oh, that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. There was a Burger King, obviously. Interesting. I ate at it. But there was street food. Always try the street food. I had octopus and squid and sushi that probably had been left out for three days. 
all sorts of unrefrigerated deliciousness. And street food, you have to try. It's really good. Buy anything you want, because you'll regret it if you don't. And it's cheap enough that if you don't like it, it you won't cry over it. It's not yeah, like in Thailand, bucks. everything is is really cheap. So don't... If you feel like a millionaire, you got like 3,000 baht in your pocket, and everything is like 100 baht or less, usually. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's my review yeah. of Thailand. I can't... All right, well... Think of anything else. If you guys didn't pick that up, she liked it a lot, and we'll be going back at some point for sure. All right, guys, so in the future, we have a podcast on truck traveling in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. We'll also, we might do a, a Wyoming review. We're also going to do a little uh, podcast on motorcycle traveling. I had a buddy that rode a crotch rocket, a sport bike, all the way to California and back, so I'm going to be picking his brain. He's a fool. Yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. Um, you've oh, got... Oh. And uh, the long distance relationship podcast yep and there's a long distance one in the works as well some of those are probably going to fall through the cracks but lord knows (laughs) (laughs) all right guys you've been listening to the learn live love abroad podcast i've been kodiak and i'm alicia thanks guys thanks for listening and we'll have a little music to sing us out all right guys until next time